Oh yeah. Bay vibes with a whole lot of laughs. Kicking knowledge on a new podcast. Dad vibes, but we run it with class. Listen up, show love, homie. It's the second half. Yeah, it's the second half. Hey, it's the second half. Kicking knowledge on a new podcast. Listen up, show love, homie. It's the second half. You know, another fight of yours I just watched too is um, that fight against Ibrams, the fight you took in Mexico. Uh, Richard Abraham? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That fight, um, that was a fun fight to watch. And I saw he was saying something to you during the fight. What was he saying? Um, was he trying to. Yeah, he, he was. He was trying to get in my head a little bit, you know. Uh, we're good friends now. Obviously, in the moment, it's just kind of like yeah. like basketball, you know. What I mean? like, <laughs> but uh, that boy's not legal in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, um, you try to get into your opponent's head. And, uh, I feel like uh, he was trying, but it wasn't working because I felt like I was in his head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying my best to play that psychological game as well. I, I like to play that game when I'm, when I'm fighting. I hear his, uh, in the middle of the round, I hear his corner yelling out, don't let him get comfortable. Don't let him get comfortable. So that's when I start hopping around, like, to show <laughs> that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, it was just, um, there wasn't really much he was saying. He was just like looking at me and giving me nods, and it was just kind of like we were having this conversation without words. Right, right. That fight was a trip watching it because, um, you know, you could hear the commentator on the video, right? And the commentator had said, it was like right after the first round, the commentator says, oh, two different strategies in the corner, one sitting down, one standing up. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, he really is just standing up. Yeah. He's just standing up, right? I'm yeah. like, that would really psych me out. Yeah. <laughs> was that a part of the plan? Um, it, it wasn't a part of the plan to psych him out. It was just uh, like I, I felt good. My legs felt good, and I didn't want to sit down and you know what I mean yeah. take that away. Sometimes by sitting down, it, it gets hard to get back up off the stool takes out yeah. like that energy yeah 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 like you're, the blood just sits there when you're yeah. sitting right yeah and then like when it's time to get out it's like you, like you gotta try to get that oh. spring back yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so again back to um back to you and fighting in general after watching those fights again um you don't have like your quite traditional muay thai fight stuff you know the the head movement some of it like you know just just like when you're learning through this a lot of the, the, the ducking and slipping, like you're kind of taught in Muay Thai, stay upright because the kicks are there. Yeah. How is that for you, making that adjustment and making your own fight style with coaches? I'm sure at some point they told you, yeah. hey man, you're putting yourself in danger. Yeah. So how, how is it for you and you're just like, this is me though? Um, I'm, I'm quite stubborn. You know what I mean? You tell me I'm like... It, it's crazy because it, the reason why I am the where I, I am, where I'm at, 
at this point in my life is because of the fact that when people tell me like you're not supposed to or you can't do this or it's like man watch mm-hmm. watch that, that don't apply to me you know what I mean mm-hmm. like for some reason um, whenever like coaches would tell me like you can't do this or you shouldn't do this um, I would take it and just be aware of it you know what I mean during certain maneuvers every maneuver has its uh, flank you know, there, there's a hole in everything. Um, it's just being aware of where those holes are. So as I'm doing these maneuvers, I'm watching uh, the possible threats to come. It's funny. They say, like, for example, don't circle. If someone's standing in uh, an orthodox stance, their right side is their power side. Mm-hmm. They say don't circle towards the power side. Right. right? You can circle towards the power side as long as you're watching it, you know. Um, don't circle to your power side because you might get hit with the power side. It's like, all right, if that's the only threat, then I can draw it out by circling to the, you know what I mean? Right. Like I, I, yeah. I'm able to use it to my advantage, the things that you're not supposed to do. Right, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that's a, that's, um, that's a good way of explaining it. And uh, I just want to point out, though, <clears throat> like for casual basketball players, there's a significant difference between like your casual basketball player and like an NBA player. It's like light years, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, so for the past two weeks, I've just been watching your videos over and over, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a casual Muay Thai. There's light years between me and this dude. <laughs> and you know what brings me to that point <clears throat> is. Um, like your London fight, for example, against uh, Pinto. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good example. When I'm just going through, like, training, um, I'm like, man, that's an hour. Why is this hour kicking my ass? <laughs> you know what I mean? And you just, uh, you're listening to, like, you know, whatever they're telling you to do. You're doing the ladders. Uh, and for sure, like, when, I, when I'm doing the ladder, there's no way, like, the 10th is anywhere close to, like, the 1st. Like, I'm just like... I'm watching the coach make sure he's not looking. Yeah. <laughs> but when I'm watching your fights, I'm like, man, he's really thinking. Like, mm-hmm. he's really thinking about what he's going to throw next. And, like, I could tell you were setting him up. And I got to say, <clears throat> I was telling your dad this before you came. There's no way that should have even come close to a split decision. I was like, uh, that was pure domination. Like, um my wife, you know, she, she does, like, some Muay Thai training here and there, but she's obviously not an expert in it. She watched that with me. She was geeking out. Because um, before I showed her the film, <clears throat> I'd seen it, like, four or five times. So she watches it with me in full. We get to the decision. She's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what what were they watching? And yeah. it's funny. I told your dad. I was like, listen to the commentators. Because the commentators are actually, like, I don't know which fight they were watching. Yeah. This was not a draw. This yeah. was not a split decision. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that's just the long-winded way of, of, of me asking, what does that feel like when you go to, like, uh, unfriendly grounds or enemy territory and the end of the fight doesn't come out the way you thought it was during the fight? Um, again, uh, well, when I go to someone else's backyard... Um, I'm expecting some biased, obviously, you know. Um, so when it happens, I'm not surprised. 
which is again why I just aim to win the heart of the crowd. It feels so good to go to someone else's backyard and have the crowd cheering for you by the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what the judges give it, you know what I mean? The judges are going to be biased, you know, of course. Obviously, uh, I've been on both ends of that, you know, mm-hmm. to where it's in my backyard and, you know, the judges are biased towards me, you know. Um, but it, it just feels so good going to another country, not just someone else's backyard, but like another country. And, uh, by you know, first round, everyone's cheering for the hometown kid. And, you know, by the last round, most of them, the majority of them are cheering for you, yeah. you know. Uh, even the ones that were cheering for him and hoping, uh, wanting him to win. After the fight, they come and give me my respect, you know, like, oh, man, like, that was a great fight. You know, like, you, you got a fan now and, you know, uh, hope to have you back, you know, in our country. And it's just mm-hmm. like, man, uh that's what I really aim for and that's where I get the dubs you know? yeah. and that's what I love about the game it's uh, for me you know if if anyone for the most part uh, has a favorite fighter a lot of times they can't tell me their record when I ask them like who's your favorite fighter what's their record oh man I, I don't even know it was like uh, I think you know, no one can say for sure uh, most of the time that's why I don't trip off of my record mm-hmm. yeah. I just know that okay I'm going to try to make a uh, do my best out there and you know like I guarantee you're going to want to watch me fight again once you've seen me fight once whether I win or lose you know yeah. and with um, your current organization you're under one championship mm-hmm. the exposure is just huge especially yeah. with the Amazon Prime partnership yeah. having it there yeah. how, has, how have you seen that impact your life and your Muay Thai? Um, for me, I just feel this. I feel the same every day, you know. Um, I don't feel like a superstar or anything like that, you know. Um, I feel the, the real impact is I just feel like the, my reach has extended a little bit further, you know what I mean? But for the most part, what would I... How has it changed my life? Uh, I wouldn't say it hasn't changed it much. I just... um, Because I've always trained like... uh, I got a championship fight coming up. You know? Mm -hmm. So it... it, I can't train any harder than I'm already training. But uh, it's just... You know, at the drawing board every day. Just trying to grind it out. You know? And... uh, Yeah, just keep doing what got me to the show. You know? I don't need to do Mm -hmm. nothing different. Ed, what was that quote you said you got? You stole from Eddie again. Knowledge is not to be kept. Oh, it's yeah. meant to be taught. It's meant to be taught. I learned a lot from these guys growing up. <laughs> uh, again, we were a basketball family, so yeah, yeah. every every time we had a game, I was playing with the older older people with them, and just always them imparting knowledge, imparting knowledge. And what I like about martial arts is you see a lot of these guys end up teaching as well. Yeah. Um, how was that for you? Like teaching, teaching yeah. Everybody, it's it's dope, man. It's dope because of the fact that um, you know we're, I'm sure we all have a, a passion in here. Like there's something that uh, if we could do for the rest of our life uh, without having to worry about uh, financials or whatever, uh, we would do it, right? Um, 
So take that passion and the fact that someone, that people actually want to hear you explain how you do it. You know what I mean? Because there's a whole community, no matter what craft we're in, there's a community in it. You know what I mean? Whether it's uh, podcasting, whether it's uh, culinary, what there's a community for everything, you know? Um, and the fact that people want to know or, or are interested in how you do the craft, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh man, I get to share this, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it's actually valuable what I do and, and got, shoot, I'm, I'm willing to give it, give it, give it. I, like, I don't hold back whenever I teach. Like, I pour it on. But that's dope. I mean, but it also, just as a qualifier, it also makes it easier for people to take lessons from someone who's in it. You know, yeah. Like, who's someone who's really doing it and successful in it. Um, in, your, in your life, since you're you're a Muay Thai practitioner and this is your chosen career, what would you say your biggest challenges are doing this? Uh, just in the journey in general. Yes. My biggest challenges. Uh, it's not even the fight. Uh, doing this is my biggest challenges are uh, maintaining strong relationships with my kids with my wife with my my loved ones you know uh, making sure I don't drift too far away from uh, the things that make me feel full you know Um, because it's a slippery slope you know power fame those things are slippery slopes you give someone a little bit of power and all of a sudden they get power drunk you give someone a little bit of fame and all of a sudden they get they get drunk with fame you know what I mean And, and forget what's really important uh we can get blinded by all the uh, vanity and the glam, you know, that we drift, we just drift too far away from our base and what, what keeps us solid, you know. Um, I would say that's the hardest thing. I contemplate quitting more times than people realize because, uh, like, my wife, she always reassures me and my kids, but I feel like I'm not there for my kids a lot of the times because I'm at the gym all day. Uh, other than two years ago, like when we opened up our gym, we lived out here in Vallejo, and there was a time where I worked in Sonoma, right? So that's like 45 yeah. the yeah. other way. Yeah. That's right. So I'd get off work and drive to Dublin, you know, uh, two hours, about two hours yeah. every day, um, just because it, it was dedication, you know. There'd be plenty of times where. I would leave after I quit my job and did this full time. I'd be at the gym at four in the morning because uh, just to beat the traffic, and then I'd get home like at eleven. So I wouldn't. There were there would be like two or three days at a time where I wouldn't see my kids awake. You know, I'd give them a kiss good, uh, goodbye while they're still asleep when I would leave the house. Then uh, when I come home, they're already asleep. You know what I mean? So it's like. Maintaining those relationships were hard, mm-hmm. uh, and I've wanted to quit a lot of times just because I wanted to be there for my kids the same way my dad was there for me. Yeah. You know, because yeah. he was invested. He invested in, and uh, whatever we needed, he made sure we had it. Where uh, wherever we needed to be, he made sure we were there. You know, uh, and 
it's not like uh, he had the money to, to make it happen. Uh, one of the main reasons I was able to, to play Little League so long was because he would volunteer, you know what I mean, as umpire or coach or this, you know what I mean, he found a way. Uh, and as my kids start to get into sports and like, or their interests, whatever it is, I want to be there this, uh, the same way. You know what I mean? But uh, I can't do that because of my job. Right. You know, uh, I can be there, but not there like I want to be. The same way he was there for us. Um, I, I would say maintaining the relationships and letting uh, the war on making sure that uh, the people around them know that they're a part of the journey as well. They're just as important in the journey uh, as well. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the hardest part. Yeah, that's, that's an authentic answer. Thank you for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I had so many more questions for you, but that, that one actually, that, that answer, I think, really reveals more about you than most people will ever know. Um, and a lot of that, of course, is um, from your upbringing with your dad here, too. Yeah. Um, really quick, can I say something? Yeah. You know, I, I feel like, because I'm going to follow myself, yeah. and it just changes you, you know? Like, there's yeah. so much that goes into just being a dad. Um, and you talk about your dad being there and leading by example. Yeah. I think one thing you could take away from your position is just showing what true discipline is yeah. to your craft, you know? Yeah. Um, again, they know that they know you love them. Yeah. They know you're there for them. But to see that whether you're motivated or not, you're disciplined. Yeah, that's a huge. That's a huge thing to to lead by example for your yeah. children. So I think that's great. I would, that, that that's actually a, a goal of mine. You know, um, I never visioned myself leaving behind a whole lot of money. You know, I just didn't know how I was going to obtain it. Yeah. You know, uh, even through fighting, like all the years I've been doing fighting, even. Up until one championship, like, there's no money in Muay Thai. Muay Thai isn't popular like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I've always tried to make it my goal that I'm going to leave them with morals. You know, money can be taken advantage of. It can be stolen. It can be misused, abused, you know what I mean? But if, if I leave behind morals for my kids, you know what I mean? Kind of, like you said, discipline, um, treating people well, uh... And just you know, doing your best every day. Uh, can't no one steal that? Can't no one misuse that? Can no one you know yeah. take yeah. that? Those are so the values that you're talking about. I mean, those are those are actually the values that define legacy. Yeah, that, that's why it's so significant and why it's important. So, but again, I was just I was just saying that answer is so revealing of who you are. You're you're very you're just a very humble person by nature. It seems like. So where does that humility come from, and how do you keep it? Um, probably knowing that there's a... So what I've learned through my experience is that uh, people don't remember what you did for them or for anyone. People just remember how you made them feel. And <clears throat> as a fighter or just an athlete, you know, um, athletes, like, we're not like uh, people who do music or, or cook or paint, you know. Our, uh, our 
our lifespan is short lived. You know, mm-hmm. once our body goes, we we can't play the game no more. Yeah. Um, and I've seen, you know, through this journey, people be at the top of their game, and people fall off their game, and you know, um, s- some of them were had great hearts, some of them didn't have good hearts, some of them let that fame get to their head, and uh, you know, while we would be in the gym, they would. They would treat people like uh, they would just hold their head higher than other people. You know, that hold your head high, be proud, but not like to the point to where you're looking down on other people. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and then once they started to fall off, all of a sudden they're humble now. All of a sudden, you know, they're they're willing to lend a hand or this and that because ain't no one worried about them no more. They're they're not shit no more. You know what I mean? Um, I've just seen that, you know, through the 15 years, and uh, I don't want to be like that. I want to be like the people that I've seen who who uh, treated people well, and then, you know, once their career was over, uh, they still were able to be a part of the community because they made sure that, you know, um, they treated people well. You, you can't go wrong with treating people well. You know? People even remember how you made them feel. And uh, outside of the walls of the gym, I'm just watching my dad grow up. And, uh, you know, like I said, I used to ride the bike around uh, Vallejo. I had a lot of friends in Vallejo. And um, so we would just be, you know, in the street all day until the the street lights came on, you know. (laughs) Um, And just seeing the good and the bad of, you know, just being on the street. I feel like that's what made me humble as well, you know, because um, bullets don't have no name on it, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it don't matter how tough you think you are, you know what I mean? It's like, it really, in, in the jungle, you're not nobody, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I just, I know how fragile it is, basically. And how fragile everything is. This could be gone tomorrow. You know what I mean? And uh, what will we have? You know? Uh, Just how we treated people. Um, So obviously the the name of this show is called The Second Half. And we'll explain Mm -hmm. to you why it is. What is The Second Half for Silky Smooth or the Eddie Abasolo show? Um, To be honest, I can't. I could wait, but I can't wait to retire. <clears throat> I could wait because I love the game and I feel like I'm still, you know, in full stride. <clears throat> but I can't wait. Uh, I'm looking forward to just taking the focus off me and pouring everything into my kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and helping them with their dreams. That, that's the second half. Yeah. 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 And Ed, for you, it's. Uh it's almost like a second half for you being a grandfather. How is yeah. it having grandkids seeing Eddie? Well, first of all, I want Eddie to massage my feet. <laughs> the second half. Yeah. And, uh, I feel much better. <laughs> so if you hear it, uh, it's yeah. all good. <laughs> no, just, he knows. My grandkids, it's just like starting all over again. Like when Bonnie was playing baseball this year, they hit me up. I'm there. 
Yeah. And I'm looking. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, man, this coach is messing up. Yeah. Let me go out there. Let me show him what's up. You know what I mean? I love, you know what? I, I just love, it's in my blood. I love coaching, teaching, you know, and watching my kids, you know, watching Eddie. You know, a lot of people, you know, whoever comes to his gym and stuff, newcomers, stuff, they don't know about him. You know, they just think, hey, this is a coach, you know, very polite, very humble. But once they see him on the screen, they just, no way. That's my coach? You know what I mean? That guy up there fighting? Yeah. And then when they see him back in the gym, I love him. <laughs> hey, really quick, for all those people that do see him, his videos for the first time, you can't do that shit. <laughs> Don't try that shit. <laughs> You'll probably get knocked out if you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think one of the things that I think really stands out with your with your um, style is just those elbows, man. Yeah. Has that always been something you wanted to have as your strong point in your game, or how did that come about? Uh, yeah, I, I love the elbow game. I, I mean, I love everything about Muay Thai in general, but I love the elbow game, man, just because, uh, you know, that's, that's what makes Muay Thai different, you know, is the fact that we get to throw elbows. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, there's elbows in MMA, but uh, as far as like stand-up only uh, fighting, I, I don't think. Other than left way, um, yeah. they get headbutts and stuff. But uh, I think bare knuckles, um, they have elbows. But when it comes to you know just Muay Thai, I love the elbow game, man. Uh, one because of obviously what what inspired me in the first place, Tony Jaw. You know all those amazing elbows that he would throw. <laughs> yeah. uh, <clears throat> There's this one fighter, his name is Sam Rocky. He, he just had some, some nice elbows from the golden era, you know, and uh, I just try to emulate him. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anyone throw them like you, though, because you, you, you casually throw the spinning elbows a counter. <laughs> That's a trip to me. I'm, I, like, like I said, I was just watching their fights again, and I'm like, I mean, if I tried to do that, I'd probably throw my back out. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes it almost undefensible or indefensible when they're up against you because you stay in the pocket and you know you're, you got the head movement going you're catching your parry and oh shit I still gotta pay attention because he might counter with this yeah, yeah you know what I mean so it's like it's a dynamic of your fight style as well that I think really adds to just how complex you know your your, your packages in the ring yeah thank you yeah how do you um, feel your um I think we, we all kind of experience this. It's like almost all your life experiences kind of just help shape who you are, right? Yeah. How do you think that has shaped you as a Muay Thai fighter? Um, man. Uh, well, you know, growing up, just the mentality that uh, my dad instilled into me it's almost like, uh, and that, that's the way, that's the reason why I am the way I am in the ring. I, you know, it, it is real cerebral when I'm in there. It, it is physical, obviously it's a fight, but it, it's real cerebral when I'm in there. Um, and uh, I feel like a lot of that came from him because, uh, you know, because the Amato, um, mm -hmm. Mike Tyson's coach, first coach, 
uh, or second coach. I remember Mike in an interview saying that uh, Cuss, like he he was a psychologist as well. You know what I mean? And he would like tell him things, these outrageous things. You know, like you're the greatest in the world and you're the best and can't nobody. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just fill his head with these thoughts. You know, and uh, uh, in the beginning he was like, man, this guy's real crazy. You know, <laughs> but uh, like. It, it did something for his psyche, you know what I mean? When he went out there, the reason why he was able to do what he did in his mentality while doing it is because, you know, of that. Um, I feel like my whole life, uh, he was like my custody motto. Because he would tell me these things, and there was plenty of times where I'm thinking the same thing. Like, man, Dad, you're crazy. <laughs> you would beat that guy right there. That guy's like ten times bigger than me. And it was just weird. He had this, this blind faith. Yeah. That I can <laughs> achieve, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there was things that he would tell me that I could achieve, and I and I would look at it and be like, "There's no way I could do that," you know what I mean? Like, it, uh, but you know, as I got older, it just I feel like that uh, frame of mind was just embedded. Yeah, you know? yeah. And um, that's why when whenever people tell me like you're not supposed to do this or you shouldn't do this or I mean obviously there's right and wrong you know what I mean not like you shouldn't go rob someone or mm-hmm. I'm talking about like you shouldn't <laughs> yeah. duck you might run into a kick or you shouldn't yeah, right. you know, technical wise it's like man watch you know I, I'm different you can't tell me you can't tell me that I'm, I'm gonna prove it you know yeah yeah. that's the I mean it really is what makes sure fight style unique is uh, all the movement and we're that was another thing we were talking about. Like when you watch traditional Thai, like traditional Thai fighters, Rod Tang is a good example. Yeah. It's in your face and it's just like destruction, right? But then you also think about it and you're like, what? What's his speech pattern going to be like when he hits fifty? Yeah. Like he's just yeah. taking hit yeah. after yeah. hit after yeah. hit. So like, <laughs> it's it's actually to me, you know, aside from just being, you know, a fan of yours. Because I know you and, and your dad and you're local. It's like, why can't the sport have that? Why can't there be more mobility? Why can't yeah. there be more of the bobbing and weaving? Like you said, it's, it's just, it's all control. Yeah. It's obviously not for everyone. Yeah, yeah. If I try to bob and weave, I would get it <laughs> both sides. Uh, but I mean, it, it really is. Like, it's actually, it's, it's, what, it's what makes your fight style entertaining, but it's also refreshing to just see. Oh, there are different ways to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be completely just traditional, same cut from the cloth more time. Yeah. And uh, by you bringing up that point of, like, having uh, the speech pattern when you, as you get older, um, that's one of the things that helped me develop my style, too, is the fact that I wanted to have a life after, for my kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just didn't want to be a potato. Right. Um... I want to be there for my kids, you know, mentally. Um, I don't want them to just have to take care of, like, this old man who can't, you know, who's just like a big baby, you know, yeah, yeah. just because I've, it's all mush up here. Um, What's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you talk. You ain't getting that foot massage. He is trying to get that foot massage so bad. And like what I said was, uh, yeah, you know, you you do music yourself, so 
Yeah. If you can't talk, you can't do that music later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <For real. laughs> but I mean, that's 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 a proper mindset to have, though. Like, and yeah. I think a lot of fighters kind of go into it short-sighted. Uh, it's actually what we're telling him because he's pursuing a, a boxing career right now. And like, you know, boxing is cool, just like every sport. But think about it at forty-five and fifty. Yeah. yeah. You know I mean, that outlook. Yeah. Um, so that's dope that you're doing that. Well, you guys got anything you want to fire before we start closing off? Nah, I, man, <laughs> I've learned a lot from just talking with you guys. Uh, I'm, man, I'm starting to become a fan of this uh, fan now. <laughs> <laughs> you go look at these videos. <laughs> yeah, they're addicting. Yeah. Um, I know, and you said on YouTube you saw them? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm already on that right before I go to sleep anyway. Because yeah. so. <laughs> it's, it's past technical. Um, you know, you, you could watch some other technical fighters. And, um, I was going to say Sencha, but he's probably not the most technical. That dude's kind of daring. Yeah, but he's, yeah. You do some experimental stuff, but it, what I just really like is you bring, um, you do bring that boxing swagger to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, when I'm looking at him, I'm like, that's so Vallejo right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I think... Um, Five years in, when I really started taking Muay Thai serious, I would tell my wife, um, I'm going to change the game. Watch, I'm going to change the game, you know. Uh, maybe not maybe not change it, but I'm going to add my pages yeah. and my footprint into the book of Muay Thai to where, you know, people remember me. and uh, like I make a significant uh, impact on it. You know, and yeah. uh, a lot of uh, Americans are, are not that there weren't great American fighters before me because there there are, um, but I feel like a lot of them are, are following the fact that it we're not so meathead because mm-hmm. you know? Americans were known to be meathead fighters. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Like when I say meathead, just like you know, like Dutch style, take it, give mm-hmm. it, take it, give it. Who's tougher, you know, type deal. And it's like you don't got to be like that, man. We, you know, we can uh, we can go out there and finesse too. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. make it silky smooth. Yeah, that's, <laughs> where, it from, right there. that's where it comes from. Um, before we close off, you have any uh, words you want to impart on our listeners, fans as well, that, that maybe listen? Um. We only get one ticket. Uh, enjoy the ride. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right on. Yeah. Don't steal that shit, Ed. This might not be an Apple watch, but <laughs> <laughs> it's recording. <laughs> Can you repeat that again? <laughs> one ticket? <laughs> no, but you know what? Uh, I'm... I try to have an impact on my kids and stuff, and I, you know, Eddie, his his work ethics, even his, my, actually all my kids, but Eddie, he takes it to a different level. Uh, when he, uh, since he was little, I remember when we went to a wrestling match in Oregon. He was wrestling 171 class, and you know those. White guys out there are like 
big old moose. Yeah, you know, I'm like, who are you wrestling, son? He goes, that guy right there. And I'm like, he's 171. <laughs> this dude came out. <laughs> and Eddie looked and just, I got him, Dad. I said, okay. <laughs> you know, we in Oregon. Yeah. Less yeah. than one minute, Eddie pins him. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by, by that time, it already sunk in. You know what I mean? That, yeah. The unbelievable, yeah. like, right. uh, time. Yeah. Oh, that dude was a monster. <laughs> For just to watch my son pin him. Yeah. 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 I'm like, whoa. And his little brother did the same thing to a six foot guy. And his father. Bumped his son and said, do you wrestle his little brother? Mm-hmm. And I bumped in and said, hey, man, that guy, I got him, Dad. <laughs> said, all right. And he pinned that dude. Now, you know, Eddie knows how loud I could get. His father, the dude's father, pushed me. <laughs> For real, because his son got pinned by my son. He pushed me, and I looked at him. Man, all the coaches had to grab me. Hey, he's not just like you know when you're playing video games and you know what I mean. It's just like you're losing and they're just putting it on thick. Oh, like, yeah. That's how it feels when he cheered. <laughs> he don't just like yeah. he gets up and goes yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I even did that with my daughters when they wrestled. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, doing a wrestling thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they just. Well, I'm just a soul. I gotta tell you a quick story similar <laughs> to that. Yeah, and I, as a parent myself, who also has three boys, you always want to root for them. Oh, yeah. Always, right? That's, 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 that's your job. Um, and if you're not rooting for them, then, then something something's off. You, know I mean? yeah. you don't bring them into this world so that you could just, they can be in your shadow. You bring them in this so they can be better than you. Right? Yeah. Learn from you, be better. But this is, uh, you can take from the story what you will. Similar to that, when uh, when when their my oldest their old, their older brother was playing football, <clears throat> they had him at DB, and uh, they had us travel up to Eureka. Wow. He was a sophomore at, um, at Hercules at the time, so we got up to Eureka. And like you said, you know they eat different up there. He's really yeah. big kids. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, <laughs> and um, their brother five five seven maybe at the time, uh, buck twenty, mm-hmm. right. He goes up, <clears throat> and right when the other team lines up, I'm like, damn. Kitty was Gordon. <laughs> sophomore as well. Dude was like 6'4". 6'4", <laughs> maybe 225 yeah. light on the light side. And I'm watching my son, and he's looking at me. I'm like, you got this, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you got this. Faster, just stand yeah. <laughs> Very first play of the game. You go right to him. I win you. Right? Yeah. Go right to him. My son does the right thing, goes right up, goes for a tackle. He has to go for the legs, obviously. Yeah. So he goes there. <clears throat> Boy, that wide receiver dragged his ass like 20 <laughs> yards. <laughs> 20 yards, <Yeah>. right? <clears throat> he finally fell down. I think he fell down because he had help. 
but my wife's looking at me. <laughs> he he looks up because uh, right after that <clears throat> he goes to the bench and we're like maybe five rows up, right? And I'm doing what you yeah. do. Dude, I'm, I'm screaming my ass off anyway, right? You got him. You got him. Yeah, you got him yeah. from the bank. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, he goes up to me. He kind of goes, damn, man, I couldn't tell you. Damn, the, the dude was hella big. And I was like, fuck all that. Yeah. Your grip, though? Yeah. Your grip was on point. Yeah. 20 yards you held on to him. <laughs> 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 positive. <laughs> positive reinforcement yeah. right there. <laughs> hey, but right on to both of you. I know it's a Friday night, uh, so, so thank you for t- taking time out of your day. And, and honestly, you said it earlier, I've learned a lot from both of you as well. I've learned a lot just from, you know, my conversations with Ed. Um, and you, man, it's, it's a pleasure to watch you, and we wish you nothing but the best. Um, and safety, of course, and hopefully you get to do your thing and do what fathers love both most, which is spend time with your family soon. Yeah. Until then, though, uh, maybe I'll have a sidebar conversation with your kids. We just see a few more fights. I express it to them all the time you know, mm-hmm. when I'm feeling like it, and they're the ones who tell me, no, 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 no keep going. That's amazing. Yeah, my yeah. daughter actually is the one who told me, like, you wouldn't be happy. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's maturity for them. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. Actually, all the kids kids are amazing. All the grandkids. But she's really amazing because she's the eldest. And she's, what, 14 now? You know? And Yeah, man. Yeah, she's smart. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I want to, She's very humble, too. I'll say thank you as well because, I mean, this was an episode about you and Muay Thai, but... I think more importantly, this was a lot about family. family. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I love it. You so, see it. Yeah. You see it in, in our family. You know, whoever comes in our circle, we're gonna treat you like family. That's how it is, you know. And like my son says, you know how I am. You see me, I'm. Hey, what's up, man? I'm gonna give you a hug. How you doing, bro? Yeah. That's what anyone, even my son's friends, be. Hey, your dad. Yeah. <laughs> He's solid. They're like, man, he like you get beat up every time you get a hug. <laughs> you know how these youngsters are. You know the the one of the last games I played with your dad. I don't know if you remember this because I have to stop playing that game. I play. I ended up playing, but uh, one dude on the team dislocated my shoulder. Oh shit. And I, I had gone to the bench, and I was like, dude, it's, it's out. And I remember Jojo? Yeah. So Jojo was like, you heard? I was like, I think it's out. I, I can't oh, I can't man. feel it. And your dad being your dad goes, right, you know, we got this. He's like, shakes my shoulder. I'm like, bro. <laughs> 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 but again, man, it, this has been an experience. And, and again, I, uh, I completely fanboyed this whole week knowing you guys were coming. So again, thank you for blessing us with this opportunity and, and nothing but love for both of you. Thank you for representing the Bay, um, Vallejo specifically, but the whole Bay, and for putting us on your back. So thank you for that. Appreciate y'all, man. Thank you. Second half, people. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. 
from running all the courts, SF to the town. Dad pause, now we just running our mouths. Barbershop talk, rocking the spot. Got you thinking these opinions all coming in hot. Lifelong bond has the convos flow. Time just goes, constant growth. Straight from the base, spreading knowledge and laughs. Listen up, show love, homie, it's the second half.